still think there's a lot of good things we can take from it. Um, we just got to continue to get better and better. Um, luckily for us, our defense is playing playing great. So we can go through these growing pains and try to get better and better. But, I, I mean, the talent's there. You can see it in spurts. But we have to learn how to sustain drives, getting down the red zone, score touchdowns, um, and make it easier on our defense to play a little bit more free. Guys are making plays when it counts. Um, but uh, as, we, as we continue on the season, we have to continue to get better and better so that hopefully when we get to the playoffs, um, we're hitting our stride and we can really kind of match our defense uh, as far as intensity. I thought our defense played great tonight. Uh, they battled all night. Um, they came up with a pick, and uh, our defense did, and, and uh, could have had two, you know, and, and they, did, they did a really good job of keeping us in the game. I think offensively, uh, we, we, we had some really good things, and then, um, you know, we obviously the two turners by me is unacceptable. We can't happen. We, we had a chance, and I think we just got to play better, play cleaner. We've been playing, you know, really good ball on offense for, you know, you know, for the past several weeks, and I think the best thing we can do is just keep believing, play cleaner. Um, I got to, I got to play better, and, and uh, that's, that starts with me. And you know, I know I'll respond the right way. Tarika, 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 happy ladies first Fridays. You know, Russell Wilson and all his positivity every week. Listen. Mm -hmm. You know, as a people, we were always told, don't let anyone steal our joy, you know, all those things. But I am tired of hearing all the positivity from Russell, okay? I don't want to hear it no more. Y'all didn't break history. That damn streak continues 16 times. Y'all still have not beaten the damn Kansas City Chiefs. Enough, Russell. Enough. Enough. And you know what? I don't want to give him too much heat, Tarika, because... I actually don't think he's the one that actually deserves all the smoke right now, even though he's getting a lot of it, some of it. I'm not saying that he doesn't deserve any. I'm saying I don't think he deserves all. So I just, I'm tired of hearing it though. Like, you know, what do they say, Tarika? Excuses are tools of incompetence. So I don't want to hear that. (laughs) If you know, you know. So... (laughs) So I don't, I don't want to hear them anymore. Uh, but you know what? I just went in. I just like got into Russ because I just I, I was tired of hearing him. It triggers me a little bit. So, but you know what? Let's let's start with the winners of the of the okay. night. You know, like I mean, he here he goes again with all his positivity. We had a chance. We got to play better. We'll, we'll get to them because he's <laughs> no because it's like it's the same thing, Tarika, over and over and over again. You know. So I mean, I know that's why Sierra loves him because he is positive. But this is football, <laughs> baby, and you need to win. You need to win in football, okay? It is competition. It is sports, all right? That's what they brought you here to do. That's why they are paying you all that money. You need to win. So Mm -hmm. anyway, but you know, I want to start with the Chiefs though. I do. So let's go back to them because Patrick Mahomes was up there talking all nice too, but you know, he acknowledges there's some issues and I was glad he did because I was like, what the fourth quarter and this game is 16 to 8. Like I like I don't understand what I have been sitting down here watching for all of this time. You know, this is supposed to be Patrick Mahomes, the Kansas City Chiefs, you know, and like their offense has been doo-doo for lack of a better word for like a lot of the season, right? First it was okay, Travis Kelsey wasn't there first game. All right, fine. Then they look pretty good the second team, but second game. But like some of these teams they've been going up against Tarika. Like, they're struggling to beat them. Zach Wilson is outperforming him. 
And I get it. He gets the pass because he's Patrick Mahomes. They're the Chiefs. They are the Super Bowl champions. And he is proven. So it's not that I don't think they can do it. But at what point, I hear people raise questions about my Eagles. I see us reacting to the Cowboys. Every other team, you know, they're not looking too good, you know? And I don't understand, like, so we can't question the Chiefs. Like, when are they going to start getting it together? So, you know what? I, well, first off, Natalie, that was quite a soapbox. Like, you, they have upset you this week. <laughs> yes. They made you mad this week. Uh, but see, okay, so I have a little bit of a different outlook on the Chiefs, right? Because I, I think ever since week one, since the loss of the Lions, I think the Chiefs been chiefing. Chiefs been chiefing to me. And they continue to, to, no to chief a little bit. And this is what I mean. Okay, you know okay. Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is going to do Patrick Mahomes things, right? And I'm going to get on him and Kelsey in a little bit. But I am probably one of the few people in the world who still enjoys good defense in football, right? And I feel like last night the Chiefs came out with this whole let's dominate the game mentality defensively, and they did that. So as terrible as these offenses have been, they actually haven't been as terrible as we think. They're terrible to us because we're used to them putting up like 40 points or whatever. But... The Broncos and the Chiefs were both nine and ten coming into last night's game from from a from a points per game perspective. So I think that the Chiefs did a really good job of minimizing any opportunity that Denver could have thought they were going to have. I mean, by the first quarter, the first half, they only had thirty four yards of offense, and, and again, they came into the matchup tenth in points per game um, with twenty four point two points per game. That's how much they averaged. And so for the Chiefs to keep them to eight points, I just really 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 love this defense right I love the way the D-line was getting after Russell Wilson I love the way they kept Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy in check and mind you I don't know if you saw the clip but Steve Smith let the choppers fly on Jerry Judy before the game okay yeah. and I was mm-hmm. uh anytime agent 89 go off I'm here for it sis I'm I pull up the popcorn <laughs> I'm here for it like go because Steve Smith is about that smoke okay he will bring that smoke because he about that life I love it so I just love the way that the defense did everything right to keep this game and so on that note is why I'm gonna say the Chiefs is chafing they're doing what they need to do they're just doing it in a little bit of a different way but in terms of the Broncos sis it's it's time for them to ask for a refund. They need their money back. Broncos <laughs> need their money back. You gotta put they need their money back. They need to put that thing back in the box and return to sender because it is hor- I don't even understand what the Broncos are doing, right? Like Russell Wilson and I get it. There is a consistency of him wanting to be pop, to be positive, but I also need him to be realistic, okay? Yeah. And between him and Sean Payton, they had no offense. They haven't had any offense. I'm going to give AD a little bit of love, too, because I just told you that the Chiefs were number nine coming into the game and offense points and, and, and points scored per game, and they helped them to 16 points. So I got to give the D a little bit of love, but they, that that's not that's not don't do it that's just not the the offense they need to they are they need to ask they money sean payton sean payton what the hell are you doing you're talking about questionable calls you go for it on fourth and three on the chiefs 38 
What are you doing? Your, but your you know offense what? is he, not good enough for this. And he acknowledged that in the post in, in his post game, right? But he said, um, he said, um, oh yeah, like it was a brain. What did he say? He it was boneheaded. There you go. He said it was boneheaded. And I was like, but, the, but you're a very experienced coach. Like, why don't you, he why did you he, do that? Like, I do get that we all have brain farts, but like, to me, that's like anybody with common sense. Like, I know that, you know that. Like, how did you not know? And why aren't you, why aren't you keeping track of things? Like, that's literally your job. That's what they hired you to do. I think, that's why I think he still so thinks, I think he still thinks that he's analyzing. He still thinks that he's on Sunday night football. He, he has not quite realized that he's back into coaching because this is just like, there's just no way to rationalize it. There's no way to rationalize it. And it, it just from everywhere, from the questionable calls to the two interception from Russell Wilson, from the receivers not being able to get separation. I mean, other than that 46 yard catch from Cortland Sutton, the, uh, th this was just a terrible performance and we're continuing to see it. There are no more room for excuses. There are no more rooms for we just need to play better. There's no more room for these boneheaded mistakes and play calls like y'all are bad and the chief i mean and the broncos need their money back and it's just that you just need to ask for your money back they do but can i offer an explanation and not an excuse can we go back to that um uh we had russell wilson's yes well first of all i'm just dying because our staff named us <laughs> let's ride <laughs> let's ah! ride <laughs> that's why i initially started laughing but okay that's great that's great um but this is here's the thing Look at Russell Wilson in the first five weeks, right? And then last night was an anomaly. It was. It was an aberration from how he's been playing all season. And, like, their losses, we cannot put on him. It has been the defense, right? He does not play defense. And I, I see all your facial expressions. So you strike me as, like, a Michael Holly who's like, I just care about wins and losses. And I do. I do, too. It would have been great on a night when the when the broncos defense finally got their act together when they finally showed up because you know they have not and vance talking about some oh oh yeah he's so like just sick of it well but hello vance you are the defensive coordinator so i'm so confused right so it's like on a night where the defense now they finally show up and they finally bring it Russell has an off night. So now I'm seeing all of these headlines going in on him. And I'm like, come on. If these dudes would have showed up like this, the last few weeks, they may have had some more W. So that's the only reason I'm saying we cannot blame all of this on him. Everyone's just fed up and over because it's all these losses in a row. But this is his one really first, like, abysmal game in comparison to how he's been playing all season. And that's just the facts. Listen, your mama named you Clay. I'm going to call you Clay. This is horrible, okay? I, it is, but it's not all there right. Are, there are, there I you are, you know what, Nat? You playing, you're, I can't say the word, but you're playing Captain Save a Blank right now. That's what you're doing. <laughs> I am not. I'm not. You're, you're like that. You're saving, you're saving Russ. You're saving I Russ. I think Peyton from, deserves more to smoke. He deserves more to smoke. It's more on him. Okay.
I'll let that you don't, ride. You don't think so? You disagree? I'll let. I'll, I disagree. I, I think the. I think the the smoke is evenly distributed between the both of them because we okay. expect better from a Super Bowl winning quarterback. We expect better from the person who made it seem that they needed to get out of Seattle so desperately because things they didn't have the right people around them. They didn't have the right this around them. I mean, and I've listened to a bunch of interviews lately here from Marshawn Lynch who has given me a lot to go on in terms of what it was really like inside that locker room and who was the diva. He's a great so, guy. I, I'm, well, I'm not talking about his character. I'm just saying in general, <laughs> we believe all of these things that as soon as he got into a new place with a, you know, a, a new, a new head coach, a new team that we would start to see <laughs> Russell Wilson still, we, Russell Wilson didn't look good in 2022. He don't look good in 2023. Russ, I need you to just be honest about who you are. That's not true. And what's he's looked good this year. He's looked good this Girl. year. Last year, he did not. Last year, he was, mm-mm. But this year, he's looked good, except for one game. Y'all, y'all, except on. for one game. Okay. So this the this the same team who only scored 20 points when somebody put up 70? Oh. Oh. Okay. That, that's a defensive issue. That's not his issue. It's the I defense. mean, it could have been and it could have been a it could have been a 70-67 game. What happened to you? Where your points was at, Russ? Where was your points at, Russ? Where was your offense at, Russ? Like, come on. Oh, come oh, on. We want to put up 70 points like to a get a refund, Denver. Get a refund, Denver. You you all get a refund. That, that is, is where but I you know what? That refund should also be for Sean Payton, and you know what? <laughs> he's gonna get to he's gonna get to stay there, and he's gonna continue to get to do boneheaded things like not hire the right person to be his defensive quarter coordinator, right? Like forget and not pay attention to what's going on in the game and call a timeout when he's not supposed to. And Russ is going to be scapegoated and or traded or become a backup quarterback or whatever's gonna happen with him. And that's all I'm saying. Like, I'm not saying he's this perfect guy. Perfect guy for Sierra. You know, she did her prayer. Everything got her man. It's very cute. That's cute. But That's cute. he's not he's not the perfect guy for the team. And him this... and Sean Payton are definitely not the perfect pairings. They are not the perfect match. You, you know? But, you know, I need to go back because um, this, you know what this does for me? This reminds me. You remember how um, back when you were maybe a kid or middle school or whatever, and you used to get compliment sandwiches, right? You would be like, oh, this thing is great. This thing is not, but this thing is great, right? Yeah, you got to like smooth them over. Like that's that's how I feel you have to do the Broncos, right? For for, for do the Broncos, you got to do the Chiefs. Because I, cause I, and I bring this up because I want to go back to the Chiefs for a second. Okay. I want to go back to the Chiefs for a second because... You mentioned earlier about Patrick Mahomes and how hasn't looked the same, which is true. Hasn't looked the same Mahomes that we are used to and accustomed to seeing. Still very decent. I mean, he had 306 yards last night, so I can't talk crap about you not doing what you need to do. But ultimately, haven't looked like the Patrick Mahomes that we've become used to seeing, right? With that being said, I want to say that I love the fact that this is happening for Travis Kelsey, right? That Travis Kelsey is reaping the benefits of all of these, uh, of these 300 yards, of all these things. I love seeing that. Love seeing that from him. 
But I feel like Patrick Mahomes doesn't trust his other receivers. It's like he doesn't trust anybody but but Kelsey. And I think when teams start to realize if you can, and this is a tall task, but if you shut down Travis Kelsey, what else is Patrick Mahomes going to do? Now, I like that he started to, you know, show some love to the little rookie receiver, Russ, last night. But for the most part, the dude doesn't, tr- he, he, there's no one else he feels comfortable putting the team on his back with other than Travis Kelsey. And Travis Which Kelsey is nursing... Pick. And he's nursing, and exactly, and he's nursing an ankle injury. So you've got to be very careful about how much strain you're going to put. I mean, Kelsey's a baller. He's going to play. He's going to play as long as he, even even through right. the pain, I'm sure. That's what they do. But we got to see you utilize more weapons, Pat. Got to see it because you cannot sustain the level of success that you are going to look for and that Chief fans are going to expect if you are not putting your trust in any other pass catcher other than Travis Kelsey. And God forbid something happens with Travis Kelsey and he's unable to go a game or two, then what are you going to do? So I want to see Patrick Mahomes put a little bit more trust in other receivers and other pass catchers. I want to see folks step up a little bit. Um, But to finish off my compliment sandwich, I'm going to give just a bit more love to the Chiefs defense. Chris Jones, all these guys came back. They showed up last night. I love a good defensive performance. That was it for me. Okay, and 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 I actually love defense too. So I, do you remember, yeah. and this actually involved the Broncos as well, but do you remember when the uh, Seahawks did beat them in the Super Bowl and it was a defensive masterclass? You know, like I loved that. <laughs> I loved that. Everyone was bored. They hated that Super Bowl, but I was like, dominance, dominance. And we're going to talk about dominance in the next segment, but I love dominance and I love defense. So it's not that I don't. I just was like, "Mm, okay. You You know, a lot of defense. I do. I do love defense. I do. You You love defense. I do. Kenneth brings me to a, you know what? Since we're we're talking about defense, if we have a second. Okay. Can we talk about defense a little bit? With wait, wait, where are you Eagles? going? Because I just wanted to finish one thing with the Chiefs. Just really, really quick. Go ahead. Go ahead. You go ahead. Because I got you on defense. Oh, yeah. oh, I forget it. Just go. Just go. Let's go. Go ahead. Well, what is well, it? I mean, well, well, I mean, I'm just saying, I know that you're an Eagles fan. And I know that, you know, you guys are doing great this year. I love that y'all are undefeated. I love this for Jalen Hurts more than anything because he's had to prove a million times that he belongs. But what's up with your defensive coordinator, man? What is going I mean, on with this dude? Well, I want this to know. Dude is worse. This dude is I know worse you, than I know you said you hate him, but I don't know why you hate him. So can you please first tell me what your issue is? My issue with him is that Sean, Sean ain't really figured out that in-game adjustments have to happen sometimes before the half, okay? <laughs> big, big game slay been getting slayed for like the last two matchups and I'm a little bit confused as to why we haven't picked it I thought that the team learned their lesson with Jonathan Gannon and I had a lot of high hopes but I'm Mm -hmm. starting to be nervous about the way that this defensive coordinator plays. He he seems to fall into prevent defense a little too early in matchups and it makes me nervous so I just want you know Finishing off my compliment sandwich, love the way that A.J. Brown is being super confident, love the way that Devontae Smith is becoming a down threat ball, and my goodness, your running back 
just makes Miles Sanders looks like mixed meat. I love it. But your defensive coordinator is going to be the reason that you guys fall to a team you ain't got no business losing to. Get it together, Sean. Get it together. Okay. And this could just be a little bit of my overconfidence, but I'm not overly worried about that. Cause you know what I love about the Eagles that we are five and oh, and even if it does take them the first half to figure it out, they figure it out and they get it done. And I trust in Jalen hurts. Yes. Yes. Jalen hurts. Okay. So, um, I don't, I just think that they like, I think like other teams, they are working out things and Tarika, you know, this better than anyone else, right? Like, it's about how you finish. It's about going, playing strong, going in. So like, you know, people say like, oh, they're winning ugly, they're this and that. Okay, well, but they're still winning, right? Um, they're still winning and it's five and oh. So like, that's nice. Maybe the 49ers have peaked early. Maybe they will be like this all season. But all I'm saying is that we are still one of the two undefeated teams in the NFL. And so that's where I'll leave it. Um, we were paying compliments, and so I don't really have any compliments to pay, but I do have a little hate to play, um, to, to, to pay, and uh, I don't know where you want to go, but I just want to say one thing that I do hate since we were just talking about Thursday Night Football is... Well, I don't hate her, but I hate the coverage of Travis Kelsey's love life. So I don't want to hear it anymore. We don't even got to spend a lot of time on it. I'm just saying, like, that was going to be my parting thing. But you had me really curious with the with the defense. But I hate it. I don't want to hear it. And and in and, and fairness, they've toned it down some, Tarika. They've toned it down some. But I don't want to see pictures. I don't want to see her hugging Patrick Mahomes' wife, when when Travis Kelsey catches stuff. Yes, I agree. I agree with um, this. You can't make a sideshow. You can't make a sideshow the show. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Perfect. You cannot make a sideshow the show. Like, shout out to Taylor. Shout out to the Swifties. All love. But this is football. And football fans just want to get back to having football covered. You know what I'm saying? That's mm-hmm. it. I, well, I don't want to hear Taylor. That's my hate to pay. I- I'm here. I'm here for you on the hate. We share that hate too, because okay. I don't want to hear if I hear Taylor <laughs> Swift's name one more time during a football game. For what? And, and here's the thing: I love the fact that her audience can become an NFL audience. Like nobody really cares why you're tuning in. If you're tuning in to see that Taylor's there, that's all fine and well. But my thing is, is that if you're going to tune in to see Taylor, you're going to have to also tune in for the football. We should not be adapting our broadcast for you new people. You know, Swifties, y'all are new here. So pull up a chair, pull pull up a chair and come join our world. You know what I mean? We don't get to adapt to your world at a football game. So with that being said, I don't need to hear Taylor Swift name no more. Sis, you come to the game like the rest of us. You enjoy the game like the rest of us. And I hope you get a win like the rest of us wants our team to get a win. But I don't need to know that you're there. You are probably not the only celebrity to ever come to a football game. And you're not the only celebrity who's ever dated a football player we don't need to hear their name all day every day all right relax yes Yes. but you know whose name i do need to hear i need to hear courtney vandersloot i need to hear sabrina inescu so Mm -hmm. we need to talk some WNBA finals because i need to hear the players on the new york liberty that's what i need to hear so we will be right back 
I'm just curious why you think the team that beat the Aces three times in August isn't here. Um, and why is it so difficult for that team to be here and performing how they did? Um, great question. I think first thing, Vegas are playing their best, best basketball at the moment. Um, um, you know, they're playing with a lot of confidence. You see the chemistry that they have. Uh, and for us, you know, we haven't taken steps forward. You know, we haven't shown it. We haven't been... You know, it's, it's, we're disappointed, very disappointed, because we're a way better team than what we showed. So I don't know why. Is it because of our opponent? Possibly. But um, we're better. We're better than this. So the challenge is to go home and, and to win on Sunday. Hmm. I say, yes, Sandy, it is because of your opponent, as we welcome Lo Dreher to the show from the committee. Thanks for coming back. No one knows the Aces better than you, so I definitely wanted you here for this mm -hmm. conversation. Um, Lo, um, can you... Yeah. I, I, saw someone, I saw someone tweet about Liberty um, adjustments and what they did or what they can do, and you had, like, an interesting reply. So... What did you make of Sandy's comments about, you know, just what she said? And what, what are we seeing from the Liberty? I, I really don't know. I thought it was interesting because I remember one time a little earlier, she said, well, they were playing their best basketball and they had already peaked and now they're peaking again. But um, another thing, I just feel like they came out the first game and thought, oh, we're going to chalk it up. That was just a bad game. And I didn't see any adjustments to the second game. So now I'm just kind of like, what's tea? Like, did you just, what happened, girly? Like, I'm utterly confused. Like, it looked like y'all made no changes from the first to the second game. Like, I just, I don't get it. Like, I'm shocked. I literally don't even have a lot of words because I'm really, like, scratching my head. Like, what happened? What? Are there adjustments they can make, Lo? And then, Tarika, you tell me what you think. Um, I think it's interesting because from the beginning of the season, we've been saying things like defense, defense, defense. Your defense has to be better. We've been saying like other than Benaja, you might have to throw a KT in there. We've been saying these things all season. They got hot. So maybe it, you know, it gave you a little false confidence. Like maybe we don't have to work on it as much. And now it's here again. It's the Achilles heel. It's the defense. You can't have three girlies on the perimeter who can't defend. And I mean, at first, the girlies didn't want to hear it, but now here we are. And it's like, the, the girlies feet and cement. I don't know. Whew. They look distraught over there on the bench. <laughs> Tarika, what do you think? <laughs> Listen, I was sitting there. I was sitting there. I was at the game sitting there looking like, I, I don't know who this is out here. But here's a couple things. One, I don't think the adjustment that can be made is an actual adjustment because the one thing that they need to do is score. Like their offense has been horrid. It's been completely. And that's not an adjustment you can make because you're not purposely like trying to miss shots. You're not purposely trying not to shoot well. So to say like, well, I need to adjust offensively. How? How do you adjust offensively? Like it's you just gotta make shots, right? Three point one of the best three point per shooting team, if not the best, and you're shooting less than thirty nine percent. 
from three throughout the entire postseason. So it's it's difficult to say what adjustment you need to make when the main adjustment you need to make is one that you just got to just do it. You, you have to just do it. Second thing to me, I came into this matchup saying to myself, I cannot wait to see the guard play. I cannot wait to see the guard play. I think this is going to be a Chelsea and Courtney. I, I hear I hear everything about Asia. I hear everything about JJ and Stewie. They, they're going to do what they do because that's just how they roll, right? That's what I said coming into me. Like, I ain't worried about them. I want to see how the guards are going to match up because to me, the team with the best guard is the team that is definitely going to take away with the win. And these two guards play differently. They have different roles, different responsibilities. And I had said coming into this matchup, I love the way that they move the ball with New York. I love the way they run through through Sloop. The Aces was like, okay, T, we heard you. Guess what? Not only are we going to do it, but we're going to do it better. And they have completely taken their game plan. They've been moving the ball effortlessly throughout this entire first two games. And the guards, Chelsea, Jackie, Kelsey, like they were like, they like they are, they are making this, like they are the factors into this matchup right now. Courtney Vandersloot says, I ain't seen you since Connecticut. Sabrina, I ain't seen you since game one of Washington when you put up seven, 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 seven threes. Like I haven't seen you. And then I get the slack when people tell me that I'm wrong or I'm hating on New York when I say that I think Sabrina is a defensive liability, her defense, and that's okay in terms of to it's not say okay. that. I don't, oh, okay. I don't mean it's okay nah. to be a defensive liability. I mean, it's okay, okay to say that about a player because right. it's the truth. Not every player right. plays both sides of the ball. Some people are just right. very good offensively and defensively, they, it's just not their strong suit. Well, I'm one who will argue and Low, please tell me if you agree or disagree. I think their strongest starting five is also their weakest five defenders. And that's a problem. Absolutely. Because you that's, and, no, no, and, no. and that's the bottom line. <laughs> Wait, Low, before you do, because I just want to say this whole like Sabrina hasn't shown up, neither has Sloop. But the thing about it, we know Sloop does show up. So I don't know what's going on with her, but we, we've seen her perform. But this is the big stage for um, Sabrina. And what I see is that she gets taken out of the game when, you know, like, they're, I mean, they're targeting her. Like, let's just call it, you know, that's what's happening. They're targeting her. And like, she's not finding other ways to impact the game. So maybe you're not getting into a natural rhythm. Okay, fine. I get that. That happens with shooters, but you can still um, assist and help create points. There's other things you can do. Aside from also, you need to work on becoming a better <laughs> defender. But I'm just saying there's other ways and other things you can do to impact the game. Um, and then like what you said about their offense, Tarika, I just think that like, and I know I like it's a, it's a difficult thing and you probably can't do it. But the times that they have gone on runs, the times that they've gotten some some um, instant offense has been what Lowe defines as an X factor. And that's when Marine comes into the game. You know what I'm saying? And they've gotten a little, you know, offense there, right? But I feel like maybe switch it up, maybe start her first. But like, I, I know they're not going to do that, but there has to be something you can do to switch things up. You know, they're going to have the crowd at home. They're going to have, you know, you know, some energy behind them, but they got to do something low. Yeah, I don't, the start Marine thing, I just, I feel like it's more the same. I feel like, you know, she's, 
she's like the perfect X factor to me. She's a little streaky. You just never know. She can get hot, but she cannot get hot. And then she presents the same issues with defense. So it's like, yeah, no, you might have some of the same thing. I don't know. Um, I just feel like Slutty needs to get it together. I don't, y'all, the girlies are just out of, they're just out of sync. And I do want to give credit to the Aces because they are out of sync, but the Aces have come out hooping defensively, offensively. It's like at one point you thought Liberty was going to get back in the game. The Aces said, psych, I just needed a break. I'm turning back up. And if the Aces have just, it's like they hit another whole nother level. Like you really, like we thought we saw some of the Aces best basketball. And I'm like, oh no, that's nothing. Like we got another level. And I think it, it might've shocked the Liberty too in the first game. They're like, what's going on? But got to give some credit to the Aces as well. Cause they have completely just, I'll be watching like, WTF, what is going yeah. on? You know, like they look. Gotta give credit to. Yeah, we gotta yeah. Give credit that to Aces defense John is Paul just crazy. Yes. She showed up. She's single-handedly the reason that they're even having a moment to stay in this game. Like, in game two, John Quill was the reason that they were even as close as they were, especially in that second quarter. The second, second quarter second felt quarter. for Yeah, that quarter felt more like, you know, New York was trying to find a rhythm, trying to find their way back. She was really, you know, doing a decent job down there trying to trying to keep them off the glass a bit. Because if you look at the, the paint points, the paint points in game two were pretty equally matched, right? I think it was mm-hmm. 30 to 32 or something like that. So they were finding ways to get the ball inside but it was the guards the outside shooting was crazy and I think for me one of my biggest things was at the start of the series I said it's going to be defense and adjustments and when JJ did her thing in that second quarter at the um, halftime they came out Kia was off of her Asia was on her and she scored maybe four more points and got like two more rebounds so the name of the game is adjustments and I just feel like I haven't I have not seen any adjustments from New York I, I just I'm not sure Meanwhile, Becky adjusting her behind off because she talked about it in the post game. She was just like, "Yeah, you know, we mm-hmm. we said it was, you know, JJ and basically uh, Sabrina that were like really hurting them in past games." And so when they did their little thing in the second quarter, she put Asia on JJ, and that was all she wrote, you know, because I mean, JJ didn't do much after that, you know, and so like, but I mean, we know we know Becky has the skills to do that, but yeah, absolutely. You know, my, my, you my want to see some fight from them, though, right? Like, yeah, did it not seem to y'all? Like, it felt at times that, especially at the end of game one, but even in game two, it just felt like at times that they had just given up. Like, you didn't even yeah. see like the try after a while. And I was like, come on. That's why I think they literally got like shocked. I think I think they might not. I don't want to say in all because not like oh, I'm looking at them like they're so amazing. Not like that, but really like. They came out and got punched in the mouth, and they was just like, "What?" That's what I think happened. I think that's I, a good I, point. I, don't, I think. Go ahead, Lo. I'm sorry. I just, I just think they just got punched in the mouth, and I think they were shocked. And I think, you know, because I mean, hey, like we got, they are down, Candace. They are down this. We've done this. We played very well. These girls coming out like this. I, I, I don't think. I'm not saying I don't think they thought the Aces would be a game. That's not true. They, they're smart. They're smarter than that. But I, I don't know what they expected. I, I don't, and I think they got punched in the mouth. And I just think, then I think, like I said, it was no adjustments. I think they thought the first game was just like, oh, we just had a bad game. We'll do better next game. No. I, like, that's I what I wanted to ask you. But like, do you think it's, I don't want to say like, you know, they were drinking, you know, the Kool Aid or their own, but. Do you think, like, based on what they did during the season, they probably felt like they were a more evenly matched team 
um, you know, with the aces. And at least right now, based on what we've been seeing, it doesn't even look like they're in the, the same stratosphere yeah. as them. And so I'm not saying that they came out like thinking, oh, we could take it easy. But I right. do think you could be right that there's a little shock and like, I mean, we thought we were with these guys. <laughs> and, and, I can um, see and that. I can see that. And I mean, you know, like, I, I was, I, like I said, I don't think they thought like we got this easy. No, no, of course not. But I do think you do have like, oh, we, we've been here, but not been here before in the finals, but we played this team before. It's been five games. Like we can compete with these girls. We could do this. We could do this. So when you come out and it's like, oh, you're, now you're back against the wall and you kind of like, what's going on? So I could see a little bit of that for sure. You know what I, you know what I also think too, and this isn't an excuse. This is just the way that the name of the game goes. I think, for, first of all, 40 games is a lot, right? Mm-hmm. 40 games is a lot. And if you look at the way that this New York team has played throughout this entire season, the first half of the season, Stewie put on a show. Stewie had, what, four 40-point performances. She was holding like she was holding it down for almost everything, right? Mm-hmm. And now we're coming to the end, and it's like, this is where you need the most energy. This is where we need most of you to really showcase your star power. And I think these girls is tired. Why I don't feel that way about the Aces is because they smart. And this is, let me not say that because I don't want to make it seem like I'm saying that New York isn't. That's not what I mean. What I'm saying is mm-hmm. they have learned how to maximize their off-season time without having to go overseas. So their bodies are rested different. Their bodies are, are constrained. And they have been in this position before to know physically what it takes to play together this late in the season. And I stress the word together because yes, you have former champions on that New York roster and you have have, you know, a player like a John Quill Jones who's had to play in several finals before. So you you know what it means to be in this position. You know what it means to play here, but it's different when you're playing with a familiarity like the Aces are playing mm-hmm. with that 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 the that the the Liberty right now just don't have. When you add that along with the fact that y'all spent a lot of your offseason overseas, came into a season, started off very slow, so you had to fight really hard in order to get to this position maintain that number two status and then even in the postseason your road to the finals very different than the road that the aces had a little bit more challenges with washington and connecticut i feel like they are just you know and i'm not giving them the excuse so i'm don't 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 quote me and say tarika said they tired and that's that's not what i mean (laughs) i'm just saying that i think it's fatigue is a factor but you know what it is when you hear and at the end of the day Y'all are not showing up the way that we all expected you to. And 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 if you don't figure it out by Sunday, we all going home on Monday. Well, let me ask this question. Um, actually, no, before I ask this question, I just want to actually give a little flowers to the Aces because like we're just witnessing dominance on display. And Tariqa, you and I were talking earlier and I told you, I, I really do. I know some people are like, oh no, we're not getting the five games and we're disappointed. And yeah, I thought it was going to be a battle, but I'm also equally as much enjoying this because I'm like, these Damn. girls are putting show. They're having so much fun while they're winning. And the camaraderie of this group, just in general, how they are throughout the season and now, it's so much fun to watch. Like, I love, I love their post game after when they were all at the podium, the starting five. Like, that was one of my favorite things. That was one of my favorite things to watch and see. And I'm just like, they all posted up some of them with sunglasses. I just, 
they're they're just so fun to watch. Yeah. And mm-hmm. um, you know, yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> can we wait? Can we see the tweet that goes with this? I want to see the tweet because the person was like, whoever um women since when they tweeted this, they were just like they were like after the girlies got jumped. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, oh my gosh, like the poor Liberty, like no one is and after you jump the curl, like what is that? Is- <laughs> I mean, that's hilarious to me. Um, th- those are just my thoughts on like, as I watch mm-hmm. this, but like what things yeah. are you both enjoying as you watch this unfold since we're not getting what everyone thought it was going to be? Um, for me, I'm enjoying watching Jackie because her plight has been one to see. She is hooping okay um even kp for me because i'm really hard on kp i am i'll admit it i'm super hard on kp but kp has been doing her thing not only not even on the offensive end on the defensive end her help side has been amazing she coming and getting steals her energy has been amazing she does get in a little time so she start taking bad shots but that's just who she is we got to take the good with the bad but she has been driving to the basket she has been picking her shots I, I mean I I gotta shout out KP I have to because I feel like I'm the hard I'm so hard on her um Chelsea just to see her excitement not even for herself Chelsea gets so excited for everybody else like she's like the happiest um Kia to see Kia do her thing I was like go oh, hey Kia let me find out but just just hearing them speak life into each other the funniest thing to me was their um notes they wrote to each other and i think you can tell the difference the liberty's Mm -hmm. notes is like y'all cool but the way asia wrote that note that's how you talk to somebody that's your girl that's been your girl for years that's how you talk Mm -hmm. to them so you can tell like they're just uh, they just love each other and just even them on the bench like kb is hilarious like all of it it's just so fun to watch you know what? My favorite part so far, sis, has really been the real competition, which has been the branding and marketing between the Aces and the Liberty. Because they given. These halftime yes. performances have yes. been given. The crowds, the star power, people coming out, people want tickets. And what really makes me so excited about all of that is that it is Black women leading the charge on both ends. Because I'm going to go there, y'all. I love... You got Lil' Kim. Okay. Man, nobody talked to me on Sunday because Lil' Kim coming <laughs> out on Sunday. And I'm cu- I'm talking about... I'm cutting up. So don't nobody don't nobody look for don't me on social court, nah. about a good two, two minutes. I know, right? I can't run on the court. I want to get put out. But I love Lil' Kim. And I can't wait. Too Short was at the game on Wednesday. I love it. And I'm going to... Throw some flowers to um, Deandra Duggins, who is the vice president of branding and marketing uh, for the Aces. Um, she, as long as well as you know, team president Nikki Fargus and and uh, general manager Natalie Williams, to have these Black women come together and really say, "This is how we want to move forward with the brand. This is how we want to continue to highlight what our fans like and appreciate, and what our team looks like and appreciates." And then on the New York Liberty side, with Shanna Stevenson with Kia Clark, um, with Chrissia, who all of those people, the senior director of entertainment and Ellie, Lord knows Ellie is the best mascot in the business. <laughs> you tear it up, okay? You get this. <laughs> this value is what the WNBA deserves. It is yes. just flat out what they deserve. So that's my that's my part. If I ain't watching the court, I'm here for the halftime. <laughs> Okay, well, before I let you both go, I just need very quickly, is it going to be a sweep or are we get in the game four? 
uh, low, and then I'll give Tariqa the last word. This you already know quick. what I'm going to say. Get the brooms out. Get them out. <laughs> My girl had it for All-Star Weekend, her and Chelsea. Get them out. <laughs> oh, yes. I need to see that again. Get them out. Tariqa, who you got? What do you got? Okay, so for the sake of the show, I'm going to say the Liberty going to get one. I ain't going to say if that's really how I feel, but for the sake of the show... <laughs> I'm going to just say, Liberty, let's not go. Don't go home on Sunday. Please stay another game. That's all. Stay another game. All right. Lo, thank you for joining us. It has been so much fun. Appreciate you. We will see. We will see if we're talking about this finals next week or if it's going to be, well, we'll be talking about next week regardless, but is it going to be later into the week or not? We'll find out. Have a good weekend. We will be back. Look at Miles Bridges, who is right in the NBA, okay? Um, And he was suspended for (laughs) 30 games, for 20 of which the NBA already considered serve, which is bizarre to me. So really, he's only going to come back this season and miss 10 games. He was given a second chance. And I say shame on the NBA and shame on the Charlotte Hornets. I believe in contrition. I do. But I do not believe that you should get your job back in any sports league for violence like this against women. Sarika, it is not even a full month. It is not even 30 days since you were on this show with me and also Chris Williamson. And we talked about Kevin Porter Jr. and Miles Bridges. And we are here again. We are back here again because Miles Bridges has been well, a warrant was issued for him and he turned himself in and he is back in in jail and got a whole mug shot. I mean, I'm sure he's had one before, but it's just, you know, I, I was, I'm disgusted by this. I'm disgusted by the allegations. I'm not, I'm not anymore doing the, if true, I'm disgusted by this. And because in both incidences, his children were around they were involved. They were involved, right? So they saw or something happened to them. In this instance, he throws an object at the car that the mother of his children is in and the children are in the car. This is not a man who should be playing NBA basketball. He should not have the privilege of having a job and a contract in the NBA and he needs help. He needs help, which he can get in jail because he also needs jail time, but he should not be in the NBA. And I'm, I'm, I'm tired of this. I'm really tired of it, Tarika. It, first off, it's October, right? And so, you know, today I'm wearing a a pink breast cancer awareness shirt because October, as most people know, is breast cancer awareness month. But October is also Domestic Violence Awareness Month. And it's not something that's talked about enough, right? Because I think we as women have this conversation amongst each other and we have circles and we have places and things that we can do and go to get, you know, awareness, learning, training, uh, seek assistance for whatever. But I really need to see the NBA step up and have some kind of something for domestic violence awareness in which there is a true learning, training, and 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 system for its players. 
Miles ain't the only one. He's just the only one oh. right now that's caught. That's in the limelight that we can hear about it, see about it, that that is that is being spotlighted in this moment. But he ain't the only one. This ain't new. We were literally just talking about Kaiser a few weeks ago, who was with somebody different. And and the point of this is it's disgusting that you're a human being and you have to subject yourself to this type of treatment from another human being makes absolutely no sense but the fact that the that professional sports leagues and more specifically the nba is continuing to allow this kind of player this type of behavior into their into you're a separate entity for you know and i know you as an attorney understands this but you're a separate entity your laws and how you govern the, the the employees within your business is completely separate than what the law says, right? So you can throw allegedly in it out exactly. of the window. You can do all of that. You can let the you can let the, the the justice process and due diligence. You can let all of that play out, and all of that is completely separate from the fact that as a separate entity, you can say we will not align ourselves with individuals who would put our reputation in this light who would put themselves in this light and we have thousands upon millions of women who are fans of this sport and who deserve the respect that they give us by supporting us we're going to give them that same respect by not allowing people like you to be in our league and that's just the bottom line and that could be the end of it to be honest with you because he needs help he needs help he needs jail time. He needs some some mental um, assistance in some way because there's something wrong with the way your brain works if you think it's okay to act this way and especially perpetuate this behavior in front of children who will see this and grow to understand this as acceptable behavior, and it is not. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a problem. What I'm really pleased about, though, is that she did report it and that he was arrested yeah. because yeah. we already saw that she was sort of back, tra- not backtracking, but saying like, oh, he deserves another chance. And this is very common from domestic so violence. So no one should be shocked later too, if she comes out and, and, and backtracks again or supports him because this is part of the abuse cycle, but he threatened her and was just like, I'm going to withhold child support. You call even about this instance. This is a man who should not be in the NBA. I'm going to continue to say it, get him the help he needs in jail or wherever, but he should not be in the NBA playing. And my shirt is talking about peace of mind. And I just hope this for the mother of his children, that she gets some peace of mind. All right. It's the peace of mind for me. We will be back. Tarika, Coach Prom is upset this game is late tonight, but hey, I just want to know, are they going to win? Are they beating Stanford? Um, I'm taking Colorado every single time. In my mind, they're going undefeated this season. So, you know what I'm saying? The two losses don't count. (laughs) With the two losses, they don't count. We starting over Colorado all day, every day. All right, sis. Everyone have a great weekend. Thanks for tuning in to Ladies First Fridays. The Michaels are back on Monday. (laughs) 